0: <laughs> am I right am I right in thinking there was a man in Wandsworth listening to Long Snapper that somebody overheard yeah. but he was listening loud?
1: Craig's Craig's wife heard yeah. I think outside a shopping centre, just someone hanging around with like I think with their phone, but just on speaker. Yeah. And she was just walking past. Just, that's that's Craig. <laughs> like, what the fuck?
0: Did did she stop and talk to said man? No. Which is I mean, would you? <laughs>
2: yeah, and we we still haven't had any contact from Man in Wandsworth to explain himself. No, I really hope he. I mean, it's unlikely. I think he'll get in touch now. I
1: mean, maybe, after after his call last week. Maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe he was first time listener
0: last time listener. And he thought, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Oh, a new a new NFL podcast that I've not discovered yet. Oh, this should be fun. Oh fuck. <laughs>
1: to you by the Mallover conglomerate this is the long snapper nfl podcast i am adam I rich russ and pat with me hi gents hello hello how are you i'm very very well indeed um how are you pat very good thank you good um rich you're here again you, you sound yes. better you you fully over the the rona
2: yeah uh, mostly just the. Fun lingering cough nonsense, which I will try and keep out of this podcast if I remember to meet myself.
1: Yeah, if you if you wouldn't mind. Because um, <laughs> um, it ain't getting edited. quiet. <laughs> um, and Russ, it's been a few weeks. Um, how the devil are you, sir? I'm I'm good. It's like
0: uh, quite a few weeks since I was here, um, or could be bothered to be here. <laughs> <You> basically <laughs> running really out, out of
1: excuses.
0: And you know, had had there been a fourth person. Uh, ie Mark or Craig, I probably wouldn't have been here tonight either. Um, I've really, for an NFL podcast, this is going to sound horrific, but I um I've really not been bothered about anything for the last fortnight. Not interested.
1: That's 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 fine. You know, you know be be like that, Dougie, if you want.
0: <laughs> 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 um, if, if, if
1: it feels there's been a lot of bad football in recent weeks. There's been a lot of exciting football, but a lot of bad football as well. And there's some, I, I don't, I don't know. I a part, a stubborn part of me wants to blame the extra game um, for <laughs> just dumbing down the season a bit. Although I'm sure that's nothing to do with it, um, but I've I'll, got, I'll, I might go with it. Let's start though in the usual fashion. Now, just after we recorded last week, um, which was a shame because I'd have I'd have loved to have talked about it when it was all pressure and paid paid some proper tribute. Uh, John Madden passed away, um, which was, by all accounts, a bit sudden. You know, despite him being eighty five years old, uh, it wasn't expected um, when it happened. Um, and yeah, the the world's an inferior place without him. And for someone, well, someone who not only was a Super Bowl winning head coach. Um, but also was a Hall of Fame-worthy commentator um, and developed an iconic um, series of video games. Now, it wasn't just a case of him putting his name to them, which obviously there was a bit of that. Um, you will get that. Um, but it, it was also you know, the fact that he wouldn't allow the game to be released for four years until he was happy with it, which suggests um, the sort of guy he was. Um, so yeah, R.I.P. John Madden. I've based I've based a in a very lazy way based a quiz on him, which won't do him justice at all. Um, but it, uh, let's just say he has inspired a quiz today. Um, Russ and Rich, I'm kind of I know your era of fandom is is relatively new, um, so perhaps don't have the well, the necessary the levels of affection. That might be a bit a bit unfair, um, but. Um, it's pity Mark's not here. Mark's a sort of a uh, old bastard like me um, that would uh, would have loved a bit of a, a chinwag about John Madden. Um, Pat, um, I'm sure you'll have fond memories of him as well.
3: Very much so. It's um, it's one of those, you know, your John Motson type figure who's just synonymous with the sport. And when he retires, he's never really gone. The spectres always still there. Spectres maybe the wrong word. That sounds a bit foreboding, but the legacy is still thats a better way to put it and uh, you only need to listen to the warmth and the breadth of the tributes to uh, to understand what you meant to everyone around the sport
1: there are like sports commentary is a funny thing like everybody has like you either kind of like someone or you don't Um, and sometimes that's fair sometimes it's not Um, and often when they get older like certain people will lose their edge a bit, um, or just sort of become a become a bit different. Maybe they're they're not as quick as uh, responding as they used to be, um, and they'll you'll get them in some some sports where I feel that yeah you've had your day. It's time to it's time to move on. And there you are know, people that i very much liked um, when they've been younger, and you just sort of feel yeah can't just just hang up the microphone. Um, but John Madden did that before people wanted him to. Um, it was one of those where I think he made the. It's better to go, um, while you're while people want more than to go a bit too late when people have had enough of you.
0: And unfortunately, I think we're now in an era where people like John Madden won't necessarily exist anymore, as far as legacy goes. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. the the longevity in a sport. Yes, there'll be there'll be heroes. Yes, there'll be great players great like great people involved in in all the different sports but as far as creating that legacy goes you just i mean just look at the um the game that's still madden to this day you know from whatever the first one was in 1993 90, probably before yeah. that maybe you know what ea sports are still making madden football like nobody yeah. is going to have that kind of. I don't. I don't believe that there'll be many, if any, people that will have an impact on a sport like he has uh, going forward or ever again. You know, synonymous people think you. If for for people that don't know anything about football at all, like I was one. You know, some might say I still don't. But um, <laughs> like, if you mentioned American football to somebody, think of somebody to do with American football, one of the first names they will go to is Madden.
2: Yeah, I, mean, it, I, it, think it's... That's, I think that's the biggest thing for me as someone, as you rightly pointed out, Adam, he'd retired from commentary well before I started watching the game. And yet he is still one of the first names that springs to mind if you think about personalities in the NFL. And that's that's how big a personality he was. But I think the thing that struck me over the few days after he passed away was the sheer volume of people who talked about him as as a friend and as a person that they enjoyed spending time with him, they enjoyed his passion for the game and they talked about how generous he was with his time. And you think about someone like that who's so synonymous with the game that you could easily build a huge ego around that and be a massive dick. By all accounts he wasn't. He was a generous, lovely guy, and that stands right up there with his legacy as an NFL personality.
1: You see that in the tributes, don't you, where people yep. say, Oh, just the tales of where they just expected a, a all too brief hello and got something very different from him. Um, you know, for that whether that's whether that's players, you know, from well, or co- coaches, whoever, you know, fans even, you know, they just touched by him in so many so many different ways um, and I think I think we we still you know, there were quite a few uh, we'd love to like moan about we've certainly moaned about officials plenty this year and we like to moan about commentators sometimes and there are you know, a few approaching their you know, twilight years should we say still around in the NFL there's still you know some some guys that that I love that do it there's some guys that I don't love quite so much that do it um, and and I I guess we've been lucky, and it's a sport that has so much money behind it, so much coverage that you will get good people at what they do. But I mean, I don't for uh, the the color commentary, as they'll call it in America. You know, the the summarizer that that guy, um, he he just did it like no one else before or since. And and as as Russ said, I don't think you have you won't have someone that iconic again. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, one one in a literally one in a million. Yep. Um, so let's let's humiliate ourselves by a, a poorly thought through quiz that's inspired <laughs> by John Madden. Um, I have a list in front of me of um every player who's ever been on the cover of a Madden game. Um, now, um, we're be- we're going to play Pointless. I'm not going to lie. I have assigned a number based on roughly what I think, or how obscure I think someone might be, to each of these each of these players. And if you're familiar with the format of Pointless, and you will guess a player, and you will get a score based on how obscure they are. And so you can score zero if. None of our fictitious hundred people said this person. Um, you'll score a hundred if you get it wrong, and you'll score a high score if you're if it's somewhat quite obvious, and you know how this works. I'm going to give you... Uh, how many names have we got? You can tell I'm uh, making this up as I go along. We've got 23 <laughs> names. Um, I'll give you three goes each, and we'll see, maybe see where we are. Does that sound reasonable? Sounds good. Um, Pat, why don't we... Uh, we, we will snake um, And start with you And then I'll go to Russ And then Rich
3: Okie dokie um, So we've got to pick someone Who You think is obscure uh, yeah, yeah, essentially the game uh,
1: The guy, yeah Think like Adam This week
3: Alright Well let's think for then um, You'll obviously think Former Titans Are underappreciated So let's go for Eddie George
1: uh, Um I mean, yeah, how well you know me, I guess. Um, Eddie George is, of course, the correct answer. He's going to score you 10. Ooh. I have no idea whether that's good or bad. Ooh. Uh, I think uh, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, Russ, uh, give your turn. I mean,
0: this is an interesting... Well, an interesting, more difficult one for me because I've only been playing Madden for a, a small amount of time. Obviously, I've known some recent the most recent cover stars that matter uh, but i'm gonna say lamar jackson
1: okay uh that is correct um and that lamar jackson will score you 38 points
0: not as bad as the first <laughs> oh, thing there, there you go
1: um, Rich, um, well, you're going to have two goes in a row.
2: All right. Well, I'm completely guessing here because I think I've only played one version of Madden. Um, and I'm going to go with Larry Fitzgerald must have appeared on it at some point.
1: He did appear on it at some point. That's a good answer. 19 points. That'll score you. Solid.
2: And then I am <clears throat> really, really struggling not to say Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Hmm. Um... <laughs> I've got a sneaking suspicion that OBJ was on there and I reckon there'll be less points for OBJ than those two.
1: Uh, OBJ scores you 40 points. Mm. Um, um, I mean, how fair that is, is for anybody, <laughs> this anybody's guess, really. Um, right. Russ, uh, yeah, Russ, it's back to you.
0: So, I'm right in thinking that some Madden games had different covers as in depending on the console the cover style was, was slightly different and some games have had two people on the cover but I can't remember really who most of them are I'm going to go slightly left
1: field and I'm going to say John Madden uh, I'm do you know what he, he was on like like on the cover for ten years. I actually, I, I should have said at the start. I kind of excluded him from this, so I'll, I'll, you, I won't. I won't punish you. I'll just let you have another guess. Okay. Um, let's well, that, let's go top. Antonio Brown,
0: top, He's topical this week. Uh, and I think he, he was. On, I think he was on a cover when he was in
1: his pomp at the Steelers, wasn't he? He was. He, he scores you sixty-one points though. And
0: he's, fuck definitely,
2: off. he's definitely. <laughs>
1: Honestly. The OBJ gets
2: 40
0: and Antonio Brown gets 61 this arbitrary fucking scoring system can fuck
1: off I don't know what to tell you mate oh, amazing. Then, Antonio Brown is much more recent and that was a, partly a factor in my very arbitrary decision um,
2: I, have, as, I have missed uh, the Russ outbursts on quizzes for the last <laughs> few weeks embarrassment
1: fucking embarrassment <laughs> I should have let you have John Madden for 80 then.
3: And I do, do apologise. Um, Pat, give us a give us your two goes. Right, I'm going to stick on my theme and go Vince Young for the next one. Oh, you've nailed
1: that. That's nine points for Vince Young. Oh, of course it is.
3: Yeah, and a guy whose name is really fun to say, Troy Polamalu. Right, Paul Uh He was on the same cover as Larry
1: Fitzgerald. He gets you thirteen. Um, That's it. There were
0: there were two people on some of
1: the covers. I was right. You were right about that. It doesn't get you doesn't get you any points or lose you any points. But you were right. It's not QI, unfortunately. Russ, have a final go. I mean, it's kind of irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah, but um, the format of the quiz. I then, well, let's say Gronk. Gronk gets you 56 and takes your total score up to 155. (laughs) I don't think you're going to win, but Rich, well, you can't win either, but have a go anyway.
2: I Yeah, I don't know that I know enough of the the lesser-known covers. Uh, I was was probably just going to go with Megatron.
1: Megatron. Uh, Yeah, Megatron... Get, scores you 29, it's not going to be enough, but then nothing was going to be at that point. <laughs> Russ with 155, Rich with 88, Pat with 32. You, you can have some music.
0: Woo! I
1: mean, I mean just brought, have interest. if i knowledge for this. That's why he <laughs> wins the quiz. Mate,
0: so if, if I just if I just look at the covers, which... I mean, know. I... I can... Ro- Roberto Garza, what would Roberto Garza have got me? Who? Roberto Garza. Who was who was on the cover of the Spanish version? <laughs> and Spanish I'll, language.
1: I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll um, stop I'll stop your rant right there and and give you a very quick list of names. Eddie George, um, Dante Culpepper, Marshall Falk, Mike Vick, Ray Lewis, Donovan McNabb, Sean Alexander, Vince Young, Brett Favre, Troy Polamalu, and Larry Fitzgerald. Drew Brees, Peyton Hillis is your only pointless answer. Um, Calvin Johnson, as Rich said, Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, um, who was on a different version. Um, Richard Sherman, Odell Beckham Jr., Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. Whoever said was thinking about saying Aaron Rodgers would have got 100 points.
2: <laughs> well, I thought never that a might be on. the case. He's never on the cover. Nor was Peyton Manning. Ah, I didn't know that. I assumed he must have been at some point.
1: Yeah. Was 2007, that like Louis, that Louis,
0: Louis Castillo from the Chargers was on the Spanish-speaking version.
1: I'll tell you what, Russ. I'm... Next week, do a do a quiz <laughs> of Spanish Madden cover athletes. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm, I'm outraged. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you could have gone. You know, if I, if I allocated a slightly lower score, Pat would have only beaten you by 100 points instead of (laughs) 120-odd. Still relative.
3: Before we move on, the uh, same day the announcement of uh, Madden's passing, a guy called Jeff Dickerson, ESPN NFL reporter primarily in uh, Chicago, died. Um, He was only 44, died of cancer, and he leaves behind an 11-year-old son who lost his mother to cancer recently as well, so... It's that unfortunate sucks. timing that, sucks, that the, the Madden yeah. announcement kind of eclipsed that, and I just wanted to to throw in like um, best wishes to him as he copes with that loss because it's it's tragic to uh, have that happen to you at such a young age. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, well said. I, as as someone who lost one parent um, to cancer at a similar age, I can only begin to can't begin to imagine what it's like to lose two. That's absolutely tragic and, and heartbreaking
0: and leads um, us nicely to uh, potentially to the Steve Reigns anytime touchdown corner foot it for charity bet maybe
1: yeah I, yeah I, I, yeah it absolutely does um and yeah we'll never lose sight of that um steve i know you're laughing at, at our pathetic attempts to win win money for a cancer charity um yeah needless to say it didn't work again uh, week 18 we're going to have a final go for the season and this week, by <laughs> this is my idea. I'm not going to blame anyone else. And this week, we're going to pick players from teams who are eliminated. Um So arguably have a point to prove. Um, Pat, you've been paying more attention to this than I have throughout the day. So if you
3: could, uh, <laughs> you could take over if you wouldn't mind. OK, so to summarise, Mark was first in. He went for DK Metcalf. He spelt it incorrectly, but we're going to let him have it anyway. No, don't. Um, I I also love the fact that you mentioned that Despite Um, mentioning it earlier on the chat It's the only way he'll learn (laughs) (laughs) He won't learn (laughs) I went for Justin Jefferson On the proviso that Kurt Cousins is starting because Mannion looked dreadful Um, We'll see But we'll probably stick with that out of laziness And uh, lateness of putting on the bet Yeah Rich went for Kareem Hunt Without Knowing that Kareem Hunt didn't play last game, so that's on the advisor that he plays this game.
1: <laughs> Leave it as it is regardless and um, injured or not.
3: Russ went for whatever quarterback is playing for Carolina, which, on the average, is Sam Darnold, but just about on average. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'll 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 say Darnold. It's, is Cam more likely to score, given even
1: though he's only in for a few snaps, but he's I in mean, scoring situations?
0: That's that's probably a better shout in hindsight, isn't it? For, like, you know, Cam and his third down back roll.
3: <laughs> I mean, at the moment, it's not hindsight, so we can switch it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we can pick who we like. I'm going to pick Cam Newton. Okay.
3: Okay. The good oh, thing right. is I only need to change one letter.
1: <laughs>
3: um, I mean... Donald spelt nothing like Newton. Anyway, yeah. um, who who did I go for? You went for Braxton Berius. It was more of a committee decision, and also it's not pronounced Barius, but whatever.
1: <laughs> but who's who's going to correct you?
3: Exactly. I can spell it how I want. <laughs> there, um, there we go. Craig went for Amin Ross and Brown. Oh, how have I got
1: seven? No, I've got Braxton Berrios twice. That'd be why. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so good, they named him
0: twice. Braxton <laughs> Berrios.
1: He has been. He has looked great. He's. He one has of the, great. the Bright spots on that team, to be fair.
0: And I bet he's double vaccinated. Which <laughs> may, you know, he reminds me of a, the best a ability and all that. Yeah, he reminds me of a less cunty Cole Beasley.
3: <laughs> I mean that that could apply to anybody really. <laughs> It's like saying he's a more emotionally stable Antonio Brown
1: <laughs> um, oh. Well before we go there um, let's, let's review The whole slate from week 17 um, And our One sentence reviews uh, We will start With Philadelphia 20 Washington
3: 16 A good comeback from Philly Washington took a 10 point lead and then failed to score In the second half
1: LA Rams, 20, Baltimore, 19. The Rams scrape home in Baltimore to clinch the the division title. Tampa Bay, 28, New York Jets, 24. If you only count the points scored in this game while Antonio Brown was in the stadium, it's a great Jets win. (laughs) Miami, 3, Tennessee, 34.
2: Tennessee put themselves in pole position for the number one seed with a comfortable victory.
1: Jacksonville 10, New England 50. I suspect Pat is pleased by the round numbers in the score, but not a lot else.
3: Las Vegas 23, Indianapolis 20. Just when you think you've got the Raiders all figured out, Hunter Renfro goes off and drags them to an unexpected victory.
1: Kansas City 31, Cincinnati 34.
2: An absolute barnstormer of a game, with the Bengals roaring back to
1: snatch it at the death. New York Giants 3, Chicago 29. Two teams... Completely irrelevant at this stage of the season, and the Giants are still shit. Atlanta 15, Buffalo 29. Proper football weather. But despite that, the Bills got it done.
3: Hmm. Houston 7, San Francisco 23. This game was almost entirely tedious. Niners struggled more than the scoreline suggests.
1: Denver 13, LA Chargers 34.
3: Is this just more false
2: hope for those poor Chargers fans?
1: Carolina 10, New Orleans
0: 18. Unfortunately for the Niners, the Saints keep their fake playoff hopes
1: alive. Detroit 29, Seattle 51. Seattle with the season's most pointless 50-burger in a game that really should have been Skurigami, but
3: wasn't. Arizona 25, Dallas 22. Vital win for the Cards, though they weren't entirely convincing. The day game was lost on a bad Dak Prescott fumble.
1: Minnesota 10, Green Bay 37.
3: This
2: one went exactly as expected with Rogers showing it's not just the Bears he owns.
1: And finally, Cleveland 14, Pittsburgh 26. Big Ben leaves
0: Pittsburgh with his touchy-feely, rapey little hands no longer throwing
1: any footballs there. Alleged- uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Well, I mean, anything could be downgraded to allegedly with a bit of money, can't it? Allegedly. <laughs> uh, it, well, this Prince Andrew part now, is it? <laughs> yeah. Let's start with that game. Before, well, I do, I do want to talk about Big Ben and not, not the rapey side and um, the, the football playing side. Um, but I just want to spare a moment to, to mention Jadavian Clowney. Honestly, who throws a shoe? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's As funny, I mean, uh, it's it, but, but uh, as Doug would say, second mention on the pod, defensive players are idiots.
3: Yep. Uh, you've made the stop on third and five, you've forced them into a punting situation, and then you've fucked it. Uh,
1: absolutely. And they they scored a touchdown on that possession, I believe. I think mm-hmm. that might have been the first score of the game, or it put, anyway, anyway. I don't, the Browns were never winning that one. And um, they've got, they are. I mean, a lot of their players have now come back from COVID, but they just seem broken as a team. At exactly the wrong time of the year. The Steelers, I think, are a bit broken themselves. Um, but Big Ben got it done in his last home game um, as a well, as a football player, as a Steeler. Um, he's yeah, he's going to retire having had a 17-year career. Is it 18 years? I mean, it's it's quite it's quite a resume it's two super bowl rings um, he has a lot of that time being completely dominant i think taking the steelers to the playoffs on countless consecutive seasons um, regardless of whether you like the guy whether you rate him on current form um you can't he can't knock what he's achieved
0: uh, absolutely you know he's he's been a st- proper stalwart of that Pittsburgh offense for a long, long time and injuries and his own behemoth frame have finally caught up with him. Um, he just got like, he, he's, he's almost too big for his own good. And he like, he's, yeah, he's yeah. breaking down because he's so big. And, you know, it was only a matter of time before, uh, before he hung up his glove. But yeah, was, like you say, his records uh, speak for itself.
3: It was very much the battle of two broken quarterbacks and, you mentioned it, the earlier on the um, not going on too long and uh, outstaying your welcome. And my first thought in that was that category is Vinatieri, but Roethlisberger is a close second. He's been, you know, threatening to retire for two or three seasons. And honestly, I bet a few plenty of Steelers fans wish it had been earlier than this. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that does actually highlight quite
2: how important he is to the Steelers franchise because, you know, they've tried to replace him, they've tried to bring in other quarterbacks, and. Nothing's worked yet. And you might, if you're a Steelers fan, be quite concerned about what the future holds once he is gone.
1: Yeah, but you... they, they, they're, they're trying to bring people in while he's still there. It's always going to be harder. And they, they that... haven't they haven't gone with a big first-round pick at any point. Right. That's,
0: that's what I was going to say, is that how hard is it to try and replace somebody that is still around, even if they're not quite as good as they once were? And whilst that, whilst you've only got to look, at, I was trying to think about this earlier is when, um, and I couldn't think of a specific example, but you just, you go back to the original well when, when your, your shiny new quarterback doesn't work very well. Yeah. Then you go back to the, to the well of, oh, this, this broken, beat up veteran. And, you know, you think, oh, we'll just keep him, we'll keep wheeling him out because it's more likely that he's going to, be a safe pair of hands as opposed to,
3: you know, taking your hits with a, with a shiny new quarterback. So by that logic, we should be looking forward to Theresa May taking over prime minister. Then should we. <laughs> <laughs> There's a
1: thought. Um, this Somehow seems better. No, I won't go there. Uh, it, yeah. It, it, you, you say, I mean, we all agree that he's a shadow of his former self and has been for probably a couple of years. And a lot of Steelers fans might have wished that he'd retired by now. The sentiment the sentimental side of them won't obviously they'll they'll be loving loving it right now, um. But he still he still dragged his team to a winning record this year, and and you know, regardless of his limitations, I still think that's impressive given his age and fragility, and and given
0: the injuries and the weapons that he's had at his disposal. Really, I mean, apart from Deontay Johnson, um, Juju's been out injured, Claypool. Who had a breakout last year hasn't really done anything and he's been injured as well. Um, wash it, you know, the likes of Washington, etc., have, have just fringe. been bit parts, fringe. Yeah, um they've Fre- had Fre- no Fre- real Fre- Fre- move's done okay. Yeah. And um Harris has been really good and he's done a great job at the backfield. So, you know, it was probably more on what they've been able to get out of Harris. Because if you think back you know, they've had two season two seasons of Connor being beat up, spending a lot of time out injured. So they they really lacked any real run game since they'd lost the effective when when Lev Bell was at his at his peak before he sat out had that season where he threw his toys out. And it was all you know, it was all on the, the, the air game, and then Big Ben was injured. So they'd been they'd been kind of in a weird state of flux for a, for a few years, I think the Steelers, where they'd
1: had no run game and Big Ben injured, and they had to rely think, on the. Yeah, at, at the risk of discrediting, I'm not, I'm not. I don't mean this in a derogatory way towards Big Ben. Far from it, but I think those recent years are an exception where they he hasn't had a running game. The Steelers have always had a strong running game, and um, you know, the early part of his career with Betis when they won that first Super Bowl, and they have Willie Parker, um, Lev Bell, as you say, Russ, and yeah even james connor for a time was pretty effective for them but yeah they had a barren couple of years harris has brought that back up but i think they've they've always been that that kind of team and ben not being not being a mobile quarterback um, has it's sort of suited him it, I, I think they it would be tough i mean i assume tomlin's going to stick around a bit longer um to see you know, it would be tough for them to turn it around i could see them for the first time in as long as I can remember having a couple of losing seasons, potentially, unless, unless they strike on
2: someone. You talk about the run game. I think that's going to be even more key next year. If they can, if they can get that going and have a half serviceable passing game and, and get back to that Steelers run game and strong D, maybe someone like Mason Rudolph can run the offense to like some vague level of competence that allows them to win games but you almost want for the Steelers perspective you almost want to have a terrible year next year and then have a shot at a top end quarterback in that following draft
0: you think it would be better for them to go after to to look at um free agency i don't know what their cap situation's like but to to pick up a you know a middling veteran to to run the offense like say to be that stopgap and then go after depending on what the draft class is like or look at, you know. Dare I say someone like Deshaun Watson?
1: I mean, he's got he's got the cred- credentials to follow Big Ben, hasn't he? Oh,
0: well, you know, the, if if we're talking about culture, and you know what, <laughs> um, we weren't talking about culture, obviously.
1: Um, Having said, we should stop talking about that. Also, that, yeah.
0: Also, I'd like I'd like to see. I'd like to see what Mike Tomlin could do to turn that franchise around without Big Ben. I'd like to, like, and, and not turn around the, in a way that they've been pretty shit for ages. Just turn it around to to make it new, to freshen it up. Because if you think with, with Juju, Claypool, uh, Deontay Johnson... And um, and Harris, I'm not going to pronounce his first name because I'll be Ben Eustace, but um, <laughs> but uh, that's and and Freymouth, as you say, actually, you know, as far as a a three receiver set with a with a tight end and a running back, that's decent, and you keep them all fit. You've got there's an offense there. They've got. A, we all know what their defense is like.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's it just shows how important that position is for every single team, doesn't it?
2: Um, Wonder what uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick will be up to next year. <laughs> love to see him just sat back there throwing at those receivers. I'm sure he'd love it just as much. Yeah, it
1: does. It feels a bit Belichick Brady. Um, they're not they're not on the same level those two. But uh, where where Tomlin's been there so long and he's had that one quarterback reliable guy the whole time. Um, he's going to get a shot like Belichick has done in the last couple of years of having, a, having a little go without him. Obviously Tomlin's is a much younger guy. He was very, very young when he took over from Bill Coward. The Steelers have had that thing where they've only had three head coaches in 412 years or whatever <laughs> the record is. Um, but that, that in itself is, a, it's a sign of a well-run organization and they've had that stability for so long. Um, you know, they're, yeah, let's see
3: what you're made of, Mike Tomlin, and I, I think he, I think he'll, he'll show us. On the subject of Belichick, the Jaguars were so bad this weekend that Belichick was caught on the sideline smiling, and I've never <laughs> seen it before in my life. And it, are just, you sure he, like, are you
0: sure he was smiling and <coughs> was it just wind? Is he you not know, just <laughs> laughing about how bad the
3: Jags were? They're both. They're both. And Adam was sort of right in his one sentence preview. I was furious because I predicted pre match that we'd lose fifty to three. So that Garbage Town touchdown ruined my prediction.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Um, one of one of Ben's former receivers, one of the well, the best best receivers he's ever thrown to, arguably, um, isn't quite having the same levels of success these days. Um, Antonio Brown, having gone on to Different things. Um, he's no longer a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization um, in quite a spectacular way. Now, I, I, we've laughed at Antonio Brown frequently on this podcast in recent years. Um, we've marvelled at how brilliant he was when he was a, when he was a Steeler. Still is arguably still. There's no question that that talent remains. Um, and it's very. Well, I, I feel a bit odd in the fact that I'm about to take this a slightly different direction in a more serious way because there's clearly something just isn't right with him. And it's it's got to the point like as farcical as everything that happened on Sunday. And we don't need you don't need me to tell you um the turn <laughs> turn of events at at uh MetLife Stadium, but
2: it I've just got to the point where it's just quite sad to watch. Um, yeah, I sad is definitely the right word. Um there's There's something wrong enough with his mental health that he quit on a team that could well win a Super Bowl this year. And I don't think, however angry you are as a player, if you are even vaguely stable, there's no way you'd do anything to jeopardise getting thrown out of that opportunity.
1: And And it's it's so clear that that fit couldn't have been more perfect for him, like with the Tom Brady relationship, and then they bent over backwards to make it work for him and what whatever rumors are about um the the coaching staff allegedly trying to force him back into the game when he was injured i, I you just it's hard to believe any version of events where the bucks as a team or bruce Arians are to blame um, when they've yeah they've they've tried to do everything they possibly can to to help him you know, as, as a human being as well and and I, I don't, I don't want to. This is why I, I don't want to blame the man himself when he's he's clearly not well,
0: yeah, not and right.
1: There's there's a lot
0: being made of, you know, of all of the things that he's done over the last two years, three years maybe. Yeah, there's a lot being made of the root cause being around the time of that hit from Vontez Perfect and that potential head trauma that can have a you yeah. know and i'm not say so it's not that i don't believe in cte and all that sort of stuff it's it's not that but yeah, you see it in um i i listen to a lot of true crime type podcasts and you read about um like serial killers that have had major head trauma in an accident a car accident or whatever and it's and it's changed them completely i was listening to one today about a, a serial killer in in adelaide and it it would and the the surmised that it was a, a, the root cause was a, an incident that happened when this guy was in the air force and it's like you know could could that have had that drastic an impact on on the way that he now lives his life and i know that i've taken that in a slightly serious and, and dark direction but you know it's it's entirely possible and maybe probable that 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 could point that specific moment and that specific trauma for the way he acts today
2: yeah and I've read some stuff from previous Steelers teammates that sort of bear that out in terms of they talked about him being this you know typical wide receiver egotistical you know very self-assured, very cocky, but in a fun sort of happy-go-lucky way until that hit. And then they talk about him after that hit being much more, like, almost darker personality and very, like, thinking everyone was out to get him and, you know, every everyone was against him all of a sudden in ways that they'd just never seen before. And, <clears throat> I mean, like you say with the serial killer stuff, there's there's stuff that bears this out that serious head trauma can do that and i think the the biggest issue with this is the lack of it's the lack of willingness from the nfl as an organization to recognize that there's clearly something wrong here and how do we actually get these guys help when they don't want to help themselves they they clearly are still prioritizing getting these guys and getting that talent on the field over making sure that guy is actually okay and getting him proper help and but that it's, it's, sort of bugs me. whose Whose fault is that, though? I
1: just a genuine question. I, I mean, because you look at, I mean, he he's well, he's unemployed, I'm guessing technically right now. Um, so, the, the NFL have some sort of responsibility. I'd, I'd agree, but you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have employed him most recently, and by all accounts have made efforts to accommodate him and you know look at look after him as a person and and whatever you might say about someone like Tom Brady and whatever we think about him I think he is a decent enough human being to take a lot of that sort of responsibility because I think that's that's the sort of guy he probably is that's a Tom Brady compliment in there somewhere apologies (laughs) Uh, but I do I do think that sometimes sometimes events are just sad and or tragic or, or whatever and it's not necessarily someone's fault per se. Um, go I'm on,
2: not I'm not saying there's fault here and I'm not saying it's the NFL's fault. And I hate this narrative of, oh, we've got to make these games safer. We shouldn't make, there shouldn't be a drive to make the games safer. Players are grown adults. They get paid a lot of money. They now have a much better idea of what they're getting into in terms of risk. And they take that risk to earn the money and play the sport they love. What I get frustrated by is once a player gets an injury like this, if they're a relative nobody, they get cut straight away, never heard from again, probably get very little help based on what we've seen yeah, with all yeah. the CTE claims. If they're a talented player, the NFL bends over backwards to keep them on the field, but there's no necessarily drive to solve that you know, whatever's changed in their personality or to help them on that front. It's more about how do we keep this guy serviceable enough that we can get him on the field on Sundays. And that, and and maybe there is more going on in the background, but with Antonio Brown, you, you saw so much around him. That season with the, the Raiders and the Patriots and all that kind of stuff, that off-season drama, so much shit happened there that to me said this guy needs help first and foremost before you're trying to get him back on the field. Let's try and see if we can get his head straight. And there well, was no drive. To we've
1: we've seen it, it that Matt. It's Josh Gordon's someone that pops into my head because very different issues with Josh, Josh Gordon and much more self-inflicted in his case. Um, but you see, you see similar things where like, rather than trying to help Josh Gordon, the human being kick, what's a very obvious, serious drug problem into touch. It's, Oh, how can we get him back on the field again?
0: Well, they seem to think they seem to think that the best way to solve all these guys' problems, are getting back on the field, that'll you know getting back doing what he loves, that'll solve all the problems. When really, it's it's potentially one of the root causes. But they need to get away from football. They need to get away from
3: <clears throat>
1: sort of go back to square one. Some some people, it's like an addiction. Like you see, like in other sports, someone like like Gaza, who as soon as soon as he stopped playing, or any any time he was injured, you know, horrible, dark thoughts. I mean, r-
0: rumour has it he was back on the bottle.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. I didn't I didn't plan for for this to to go dark, but I just I just think that that's that's how I feel about Antonio Brown and. You know, it, it's so it's it's kind of sad when it's something so obviously public that public display everything that is wrong in his head is just shown publicly. You know that display in the end zone and, and taking taking his kit off and and disappearing from the stadium. It's it's there for the world to see, and that just 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 seems like as great there as great some as some memes have been. Like it's it's a hard watch. I mean, the only
0: thing that could have made it any better would be the uh, the size of the tunnel collapsing on him as he was walking down it.
1: <laughs> well, as 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 happens, thank you. Good, nice segue to uh, to to Jalen Hurts. You're welcome. I, yeah, you know that's that's one host, a um, you know, all over host. Sum up and move on. Up like it. <laughs> that that there's a storyline that's been blown out of all proportion. It's hardly like. A bit of snow on a stadium roof Causing the whole thing to cave in It was like a railing fell over A couple of people fell down right
3: I mean, they, they fell a decent distance It wasn't like nothing Are they dead? M- I mean <laughs> thankfully not Could have been yeah, Are the they, point, all, are they
2: injured? <laughs> they all got yes. up and got selfies with Jalen Hurts So <laughs> yeah. I, I think everyone was pretty much I, I mean like, the I captions points themselves Pat. as
3: well From that don't
2: they but Yeah I, I was like uh, it's It's a bit shit and it shouldn't happen in a billion dollar organisation. But at the same time, I've seen worse.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is this this is another thing that created some good memes and uh, because no one was really hurt, I've been much more entertained by this. And uh, it's this Washington, Washington football team who, by the way, are announcing their new name in February. Um, anyone got any Place your bets uh, any
3: bet? yeah yeah i mean i'm wearing my wildflower jumper as we speak so if it's not the washington wildflowers i'll be very disappointed <laughs> i mean i, I
1: think you might be you were disappointed about it not being 50 to 3 um you're going to be disappointed again pat i'm afraid.
2: Uh, almost certainly <laughs> also i love how niche that joke is <laughs> uh, i heard washington admirals which i don't hate as much as some of the others that I've heard but I still don't like it
1: do you know what whatever it is it won't seem right it will just seem ludicrous it'll be like the the names for the hundred teams or like the northern <laughs> superchargers or whatever it, it will just sound shit but you'll just get used to it
0: like have you seen have the, you the replacements yeah I don't mind the football team um, right. Yeah, have you seen that. the replacements could be the Washington Sentinels Who knows? But let rest assured,
2: whatever it is is gonna be fucking shit. I really, I really hope it's either surprising Neil Wright or just the worst fucking name in American sports. <laughs> I want it to be just fucking dreadful to the point where Washington football team fans continue to wear Washington football team branded gear because they're yeah. too embarrassed by the new stuff. No,
1: they'll be been to the point where they'll be wearing Redskins branded gear. That's that's how upset <laughs> they'll be about it. Uh, it's, it's literally two years since they were called that. And it <laughs> and, a, and everybody
0: everybody's literally like, almost forgotten about it. Like the who? The Redskins, who? You know, like I... all that history, but actually, every you won't find many people that
1: aren't used to just calling them the football team. Washington it, football it, team. It, it, WFT. Yeah, it always fits. It does, and it 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 shows how quickly you get used to something. As if like the first few months, if someone said Redskins by mistake, you didn't notice, and now you do. Like they're not, they're very clearly not the And it, I think has it been three years, two years? It's not been that long, and as as the football team. But that that becomes, and even if it's a terrible name that they come up with, and it just sounds tacky, it would be just like. The Carolina Panthers did when you first heard it, or the the Jacksonville Jaguars, or the Tennessee Titans. Any of these names Those when they first always, sound new always
3: sounded, always sounded great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the exception. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? It it doesn't take long for something just to start hitting. If you hear it enough, it sounds normal.
2: With one exception, San Diego Chargers. Please. Ah. Uh, I I would like it to be alliterative.
0: Yes. I think I think that's that's something that we should push for everywhere. Like you mentioned the Titans, the Jags, the Seahawks, the Washington Wolverines. Womanizers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Washington yeah. wokes. The
3: Washington wokes. And their emblem is Chris
1: Wokes. <laughs> Do this. Amazing. Just bang average at everything they do. Yeah. <laughs> they,
0: they are an eight they <laughs> are uh, they're gonna castles. be the new they're gonna be the new nine and nine team. <laughs> they can't play away from home. They they win every game at home, lose every game away.
1: Um <laughs> oh, amazing. Um speaking of farce from from last week, we've done little else. Um the the Rams had a bit of a bit of a
3: Barney on the sidelines. It's almost as if they've got someone of their own who's a bit unhinged. <laughs> You'll be amazed to discover that Jalen Ramsey was being a massive twat. And, uh, Shock. And punched his own defensive teammate in the helmet for well, he no obvious reason. He
0: didn't punch him, though, did he? Well, he gave like him a open little open-handed He gave him a little open hand. And you know what? I think so much... This is being blown out of all proportion... Like even even the little bit of people talking about it, it's like the, some players had a disagreement on the sideline. Yeah, so what? Like it's it, but because it was Jalen Ramsey, if it had been anybody if it'd been anyone else in any other team, maybe barring, you know, um oh god, who's the, the, the Browns guy? Um like Cl- not clowny. Oh, Garrett? God. Garrett. Miles Garrett or someone of that nature. Nobody would be fucking talking about it. If it was some random lineman from the Eagles, it would be completely under the radar. But because it was
3: Jalen Ramsey, it's, it's being talked about. It was absolutely nothing. I'll be honest. I did enjoy it more because it was Jalen Ramsey. Because we didn't mention <laughs> it last week when Jonathan Allen hit one of his defensive teammates on the bench. That annoyed me because he was on one of my fantasy teams and he got dropped from the rest of the game. But that's not podcast-worthy. We didn't talk about fantasy on here. No, we don't. Also, oh, you... not, not just fantasy, but IDP
0: fantasy. Get a grip.
3: <laughs> yeah, c- come on. Yeah, IDP's shit. So, can
1: you leave that league <laughs> immediately?
3: I mean, technically, I already did.
1: <laughs> oh, um, Yeah, I, I agreed it. Yeah, Jalen, it's it's who it is, I think, ahead of what what happened there. Yeah, so sometimes you just you know, f-
3: forget Jalen Ramsey, but sometimes a player's got, just got to let off a bit of steam. You can yeah. kind of look at it two ways, can't you? It either galvanises your defence to be better and says a message that needs saying, or it's an example of someone falling apart in adversity when you need them to be strong. And I think we've seen that at times that, the character isn't there to help you when you need it most. It's easy to play when you're dominating. It's harder to play when you're struggling and losing a little bit. And when players fall apart under those circumstances, that's not a good sign. But they came back and won it. So who cares in the end, I suppose. I almost think it depends on
2: who the actual teammates involved are. Because I've been on teams where when you you need certain certain individuals need a kick up the arse. You know, they need they need to be sort of grabbed by the scruff of the neck and other individuals need a an arm around them. So if if you're, you know, giving some shit to a teammate who needs it and they play better for it, then fine. I've got no issue with that. And it it's not like he's punching his lights out. Also, don't hit a player who's wearing a helmet. It's fucking stupid.
1: <laughs> I... We're going to be nearly an hour into this and haven't really touched on what's actually going on at the business end of the season in the NFL. We have one week to go. That sucks. Um, it really is. I mean, it's <laughs> it sums everything up. Um, we should have we a have- little go at it, though.
2: Adam, we haven't even talked about KC Bengals.
1: No, well, I mean, that. <laughs> well, from a selfish point of view, I thought... <laughs> this week or last week's football was absolutely magnificent. Just um, the Colts losing and the, which didn't matter in a kind of make the playoffs selfish way for the Titans. But then to have the the Chiefs lose, which I didn't expect and have that opportunity to get a number one seed um, thrown back at us. Um, I don't think a number one seed has ever lost five games in a season, but that's Uh the bonkers nature of the NFL this year. There's a lot, and it's just like a recurring theme and I, I'm not saying it's unfair, um, but there's uh, this is now this narrative: Oh, we, if we have one win in Houston, away from being the worst number one seed in NFL history, <laughs> um, I'd argue that. Yeah, I heard that in 2008, the last time we were the number one seed. Um, it, it's just kind of, it's an it's an easy narrative, um, but I'm not. Yeah, the the Titans have been incredibly inconsistent this year for various valid reasons, some of them. Uh, but you know, if you're the Chiefs or the Bills or the Colts, you lost to us. Is it is
0: <laughs> it is when you it is when you consider that of your five losses, you've lost to the Jets, the Jags, and the Texans. Not the not that's, the Jags, the Jets, the Texans. Right. Not the Jags, the Jet, and somebody else shit.
1: Uh, <laughs> who else was it that was <laughs> the shit? Steelers? Are,
0: yeah. Oh, I thought you for some reason I thought you lost to the Jags, but the anyway, you
1: the Texans the Jets, the Steelers, and the Pats are the five. Right. Okay. Not
0: a terrible list. Not well. Yeah. Two out of five. So, so actually, then let's, let's, let's take away the Texans. Yes. Divisional, but the Texans are rubbish. And the Jets, who are also rubbish. (laughs) Actually, all of a sudden, that's three losses, which is perfectly acceptable for a number one seed. And given the fact that the NFL has been. Pretty mental with regards to some random results. Um, it's not that it's not
1: that bad. I, I, did... I think I think the thing is one or two of the losses have looked pretty ugly, um, and it it's but there's just a narrative. And if you're not the media darlings of the NFL, you're never going to be seen in the same light. Uh, the the Colts, who the media love, are seen as somehow better, despite the fact that they may miss. You know, they they could well unlikely, but well. they may still miss the playoffs. Despite um, the fact we...
3: their quarterbacks a donkey.
1: <laughs> well, quiet <laughs> with two bad ankles. Um,
3: <laughs> can we just
0: talk very briefly, Rich? I didn't know whether you were going to go. This is the direction you were going to go. Can we talk about that? That last sort of two minute drill. Yeah. The, the last yeah. two minutes of the yeah. Bengals Chiefs game because it was the most mental for me some of the most mental play calling <laughs> followed by some of the most ridiculous penalties that, and then, and then the, um, the, 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 typified the the PI call, which kind of typified it all to give them a fresh set of down. It was just like, it was ridiculous. And you could see that they didn't trust themselves to keep out
1: Mahomes, well, the homes, even for once, 30 seconds. Once they had the PI call, they suddenly sanity prevailed again and they were like okay right we know what we've got to do but surely just taking the three <laughs> points was your best play at that moment rather than to rather than leave the drive empty handed which looked pretty likely they <laughs> yeah, got was... lucky
0: they two of those yeah, two completely. of those yeah. two of those flags before the pi they were lucky and burrow could have got hurt seriously yeah 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 well he yep. he, he did take a take a knock didn't he mm.
3: yeah and it's not the first time this season they've had trouble deep into games and deep in the red zone. So it's a recurring theme that could bite you in the playoffs if you don't learn from it, but got away with it this time and it ended I think the better team won on balance. So And yeah. it won them
1: the division. They like, they, they hey. out offense the Chiefs. They you
3: know borrow.
0: they
1: are good. Good. good.
0: Yeah. We've talked about it well, you guys, not me, because I've been around for ages. But you've talked about it for, for weeks now. Like the Bengals on offense are decent. They go through spells in games where they could be pretty stagnant, but more often than not, now they are in a position. And and Jamar Chase, by the way, like we we talked about Justin Jefferson last season for the Vikings, and like this guy is amazing. He is he's next level. Jamar Chase literally pisses all over him. The guy is a joke, Lit- and him literally. and Burrow. <laughs> well, did I say literally? Um, <laughs> you may have said literally. Like that connection. That those two are elite franchise pieces for many, many years for the Bengals, and it's it's really positive. Yeah. Compare this it,
3: game it's... between well, a team who are now eleven and five and a team who are ten and six to the Cowboys Cardinals games, which is two 11 and five teams. And I fancy Chiefs and Bengals to beat either of Cowboys Cardinals. They looked head and shoulders better than the kind of AFC level counterparts. There's,
1: there's a real conference divide in in terms like the, the AFC just seems wildly unpredictable with exciting teams that can beat anybody, but can shit the bed against anybody. And then you've just got this sort of pedestrian NFC going on, on the other hand, where you've <laughs> got the, the Packers that are, clearly on another level, and the, the Bucks who probably aren't far away, and the Rams, and then you've got, like, a bit of mediocrity, but I, what you say, Pat, is dead right. I'm backing like, any likely Super Bowl, you sort of feel yeah, a, t- a team like the Bengals you'd fancy. Um, it's... it's. Uh, I mean, it depends how the playoffs go.
2: The thing but, is, it's just been one of those years where, if we'd had this conversation four weeks ago, we'd have been saying, well, the Bengals might not even make the playoffs. And all of a yeah, sudden yeah, they're, yeah. they're Super Bowl favourites. it's ha- That's how up and down it's been. And it's been the same in the NFC. I think there's just... I don't think the NFC good teams have hit the same heights. Green Bay have sort of just rumbled along beating all of the NFC North and then whoever else happens to, to be in their general direction. <clears throat> I think part of it has been the fact that there have been more AFC head-to-heads between those top teams or at least it seems that way in my head, than they have been in the NFC.
1: Yeah, maybe. And it feels like they've all taken wins off each other a little bit. And it's, I don't know. And you may have to say the the Bengals could beat anybody, but you always look at this and it's like who you think about the most recent games that every team's had. And so you look at the Bengals and think, oh, you don't want to face them right now. But as you, as you say, three weeks ago, you, you're half laughing at them. Um. So it, it's and obviously hitting form now is the right. It's the time you want to be hitting form. The teams that are winning now have got the, the best shot completely, uh, but it doesn't always go that way. You can, you can equally, equally lose, lose form. It's, it's been that unpredictable this year. And with that threat of COVID that could just come and screw a team over, we just, we, we just have
2: no idea. So, oh, so here's the thing. Sorry, Gormrich. I was just going to say, I do think there's an element of the AFC, the the teams that are going to be fifth, sixth and seventh seed in the AFC, I think they're much less likely to cause an upset than the teams that will be fifth, sixth and seventh in the NFC. And I think that's partly down to the fact that the AFC top four are, are, are that step above, whereas the NFC aren't. And I think the NFC playoffs, at least the first week, will potentially be much more exciting for that.
0: Yeah. I mean... But- Sorry, go on, Adam. You, you I sorry it's alright. I mean, into this.
1: yeah, I was just like a look at the look at where where we're at exactly. I mean, so starting with the NFC, you've got the Packers who have the number one seed sewn up. Um, we've then got the the next four teams, um, because the NFC West is still up for grabs. But the next four teams are going to be the Rams, Cardinals, Bucks, and Cowboys, um, and then then you've got two more. Um, basically, <laughs> um, and it, it's it could be the Niners, um, but yeah, it's a it's a tricky game they've got. Obviously, um, it looks like it's going to be the Eagles. Didn't the, the Eagles, the are, Eagles, are, in. Are, in. The Eagles are in? the Eagles are in. It's so, it's
0: the Niners of the. It's a basically that it's a it's a nine It's the Niners of the Saints. And looking yeah. at the fixtures, unfortunately for the Niners, I think they could miss out. And well, in the NFC it's... I could genuinely sorry Rach, in the NFC I could genuinely in fact, all the way round, I have looked at it earlier, I think the NFC will pretty much stay as is with the Saints pipping the Niners.
1: I... Whenever the, the home teams will win. I could see I could see the Niners and the Saints both losing, quite frankly.
2: I I think the biggest issue for the Niners is we are starting to get our round of COVID um, issues so we're starting to see first team players getting put on the COVID list whereas we've mostly avoided much of that and it's just hitting us right at the wrong time because I think against the Rams we've I mean we've beaten them quite a lot over the last few years there seems to be a bit of a you know it's that that voodoo team that you that everyone has Um, even having said that I would have said the Rams are favoured, like Russ has said. But having that COVID element coming as well, I think that means we'll really struggle to get a win here. And so we're sort of just relying on the, the Atlanta Falcons to do one of their you know, occasional good games.
1: They, they, they love producing those against the Saints. And I, 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 the Saints look
2: horrible right now. Absolutely horrible. They do on offence, they don't on defence. That defence is still incredibly scary and I think they can keep the game low scoring enough that they'll well, be that, able to do how something they on offense. Have
3: been their wins, exactly. That, but... Old Matty Ice loves a turnover. Exactly. And I don't he, he think he loves a prolific
1: enough. prolific game in those divisional games though. He does. I mean they, they have that in them.
2: Yeah, knowing um. knowing that they could take the Saints out of the playoffs will absolutely be a massive motivator. I just don't think they've got the talent to go over the line.
3: On the subject of Matt Ryan, a brief segue. Um, he rushed to what he thought was a touchdown and got a taunting penalty <laughs> as part of his celebration, only to find out he was down at the one, which set them up at third and goal from the 16 with the mm. taunting penalty tacked on. So... Uh, yeah, no. Kudos to him for that hilarity, at least. That kind of seems a bit mean.
1: Like you, you sort of accept a taunting penalty when it's on the kickoff. Like, oh, well, what you've stuck? You, it's not going to be a touchback. Fine, whatever. It sort of seems a bit mean to him. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, the, so, yeah, the NFC is is clearly much more straightforward with 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 what might happen. The AFC kind of seems it. I, it's just this. Seventh seed, six, seven seed. I mean, it's it's going to be a straight shootout, likely between the Chargers and the Raiders for the the final spot, um, assuming the Colts don't lose in Jacksonville. Which, by the way, um, has happened every year from, since 2015. The Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. Which literally, our only
3: win in 2020. Uh, yeah. It would
0: be deli- It would
1: be delicious for
0: both of you boys. In, in that not only in that division, just in life. But <laughs> I think for Pat, the potential to give up that number one pick, you'd rather I mean what would you rather? Would you rather lose be, to the, Colts? the Colts?
1: I hope you I hope it's beat the Colts, surely. Any day.
3: Yeah. I mean I don't I don't know that much about the draft prospects or know how much of a big deal it is dropping from one to two. I think we're probably trading out anyway. Um so I really want us to win this game purely for the fact that it means that a draw between the Chargers and the Raiders would see both of them make the playoffs. And I'm really hoping for a Monday night football game, which is just 15 kneels from each side. And then everyone goes home with a playoff place because that would be just peak
1: 1982 West Germany versus Austria. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's a bit too obvious if teams did that in the
3: NFL, I would say. <laughs> but... I mean, what's to stop them? Like there's nothing against the rule. and There's rules, and it. if it's the best thing for both sides, it's terrible for the fans who are at the game uh, and watching on TV. But like, I mean, they could they could just play.
0: They could just play like scrimmage. Just play passive defense, and just say, well, you run in, and we'll let you score. Like, play some offense, score a touchdown.
1: Play, play like we'll the preseason. Kill, we'll we'll
0: punt you the ball back, and then you do the same. We'll go we'll go through that. We'll score some points. We'll we'll score a touchdown each in each quarter will score uh, a field goal each in overtime. And then thank you very much.
1: Go you know this screams to me suspicious betting patterns, yes.
0: <laughs> but it, it definitely with, with the, the Steelers playing the Ravens for what is only really divisional pride. The fact that, that they sit where they sit and one of, the Chargers or the Raiders is like is likely going to win, makes that game almost completely ineffective, doesn't it? So it's
1: yeah. I think uh, realistically, it's, it is. it's you've got the Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Patriots. They're all in, and then it's yeah. then it's almost certainly the Colts plus one of the Chargers and what? Raiders. Let's keep what? it that simple yeah because what i will say
0: what i will say though is i had a little a thing in my head earlier about um the potential for uh new england going or cincinnati going to new england when i thought if um the Bengals lost to the Browns, but then I found out that Baker's definitely not playing. Not that it really matters too much, but Baker's definitely not playing okay. this weekend, which then makes it highly likely that the Bengals win and stay in that number three seed, which would probably mean that they will play. Um,
1: what's What's extraordinary is that four different teams can still get the number one, <laughs> number Mate, one when,
0: when Mark put it when Mark put it in there earlier, the fact that the Patriots could
1: legitimately
0: finish in any of those seeded places (laughs) is utterly baffling. Yeah. And when I, when I'm trying to say how the fuck can this actually happen? I wasn't looking for an answer of this is the parameters. Well, I answered you and then immediately
1: realized I got it wrong. (laughs) How has it happened? (laughs) Which, which I didn't even notice. Um, I mean, if from a Titans perspective, win in Houston, it's that number one seed. Um it it's a funny it's a funny thing. Like you're already in the playoffs and can you get yourself up for a game like this? Now rationalise this. If you're if you're in that situation where you know you've got to win in Houston, not the greatest test in the NFL, and you've got you immediately have a bye to the divisional round. Um the alternative is you've got to play a game of playoff football to get in a divisional round. I'm going to try and my down this hardest to win that week 18 game in Houston. It strikes me as a hell of a lot easier task than trying to beat the Colts or the Patriots or whoever in a home game in wildcard weekend.
2: Smart. Having having seen the Texans up close last weekend, I don't think that the Titans will have too much of a problem. There's, there's talent there on defense and there's a little talent there on offense but they're so they're so easily shut down on offense that i I just can't see the texans getting anything out of that game now we did lose to them is a caveat now <laughs> yeah.
1: having said that and that's one of the embarrassing losses russ mentioned but we played that game in an absolute deluge of rain um, and it was it was quite farcical now this the, the game on, in, on their patch will be in their nice uh, shiny dome, um, and I think will be very different. kettle of fish I mean, we might shit the bed again. Who knows? You, um, you might get the, of the, belt, thought,
0: but... the thought of a, the thought of a, a bye week. You, you're playing for a bye week, so
3: yeah, it's huge. everyone can it play. Be, their, everyone yeah.
0: can play their absolute asses off, and then have a week off. Have a nice week off. You come back for the divisional round, and then away you go. Yeah.
1: It's got to be an easier way of getting there than losing 100%. that game and trying well, to win a well, wildcard game.
0: Having, having to play, not having to play and making it through a round is easier than having to play to make it through a round.
1: It's of course almost it is. nonsensical to think about it in any other way, isn't it? It's magnificent as a fan, though, being in this position because the pressure, like the, they won't, the, Brable won't see it like this. Brable's an excellent head coach who, by the way, should be coach of the year for all sorts of reasons. Probably won't be, Um, but he he will have the team more than prepared for this. But as a fan, it's fantastic just to kind of go, we win this. It's a number one seed. We lose, we're in the playoffs anyway. Like you kind of, it's it's win win. What's the latest on Derek Henry for the playoffs? Are they saying that he's he's looking good? Yeah,
0: yeah, he's uh, he's because I put this in the chat the other day about Deonta Foreman, who I think has been unbelievable really it took him a, a couple of weeks to to get going but since but since that time where they were like oh you know we'll we'll throw in mcnichols here and there and we'll we'll do this and we'll do that actually they've they've used deonta foreman exactly the way that he should be used as an absolute blunt instrument and it's worked f- he's he yeah and it would be the yeah. absolute perfect compliment to Derek henry
1: it it really would. I t- totally agree with all of that. Hit Foreman has looked visibly visibly better each week, and I think that's, that's partly down to just playing, but, but big time down to coaching, and and the fact that he well he's he's getting used to things, sure, but he yeah he's turned he turned the ball over a little bit, but as much of it, it's, it's a battering Ramsey's look where he lost that game against the Patriots, arguably some of that was on him, um, but he. He's just he's just coming back looking stronger each week. He's hitting these gaps now rather than sort of running into your linemen, which you can be prone to do if you're not used to it. Um, yeah, he's he's been you know to he rushed more yards than Jonathan Taylor at the, at the weekend, for example. You know it. He, we have a running game without Derek Henry at the moment, and when you've got Henry to come back, it's a it's a nice position to be in.
2: Yeah, that and what Titans... will be a
0: fresh Derek Henry it, it, yeah. going into the playoffs? That could be fucking monumental.
2: Yeah, and ha- that Titans offense is has shown itself to be not just Derrick Henry. While he's been out, the ability to move the ball, both on the ground and in the air, is it, it's a scary prospect for the rest of the AFC right now.
0: And they've they've all done their bit. You know, Tannehill had a couple of weeks where he struggled. The O-line didn't help him to a certain extent. Then they were missing um, A.J. Brown and Julio. And it was all like, oh, what's going on? But then, you know, a couple of other, there was the um, Westbrook, what's his name, stepped up for a little bit, didn't he? And, you know, unexpectedly he played okay. And then all of a sudden, just at the right time, A.J. Brown comes back. And Tannehill starts to look like the guy everybody knows he is and he's been for the last 18 months. And it's like, ah, amazing It's amazing, right, okay. it's amazing it what an
1: elite-level receiver will do. Well, and
0: again, like, yes, he's coming back off an injury. But the fact that he had three or four, was it three or four weeks off? Maybe five?
1: Yeah. He yeah.
0: Fre- Freshness, albeit coming back off an injury, that not much weary, that freshness could be all the difference. And like I just mentioned, Henry
1: as well, you know. A it's, high
0: was it high ankle sprain for Henry?
1: Uh, no, a metatarsal. Foot. Metatarsal. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, hopefully, by all accounts, he's running at full speed and, and and everything. He could, in theory, could play in week eighteen. I suspect he won't. Um, it'd be nice to give him yet another week off for the divisional round, but we we will see. Okay, I mean, I'm not su- not sure. Without, with the risk of getting incredibly complex um, and talking about further scenarios, um, we've probably taken this about as, as far as we can. Um,
2: I did want to. I did want to ask: Did we decide on whether we think the uh, Raiders or Chargers will win and get that seventh seed?
3: For the good oh, of huh. all of our eyes, it needs to be the Chargers. They're a much more interesting <laughs> team to watch. Agree. Aside from the odd Hunter Renfro madness and maybe Darren Waller if he ever gets back off injury. I know I said this before. I, can't, I really like Renfrew. I think he's really good.
1: I it, this this is just coin flip. I can't like it. Need both of those teams are the epitome of that AFC inconsistency that we've been talking about. Um, they they can beat anybody. They can lose to
3: anybody. It's that perfect Sunday night football final week winning yeah. game. It's it's very much a which one of them manages to not find a way to lose it sort of game. <laughs>
1: But it could it could easily be an incredible performance from either team, and they both they both have it in them. And just I mean Justin Herbert in particular for the Chargers, I think that that's who you, as you say, you probably want to see because you think the ceiling's higher. But I don't know that that Raiders have just gone into Indianapolis. You know, Mark's Mark's tip for winning every single game for the rest of the year and the playoffs, so they're There's not shabby. So
0: I thought I do find it odd. That this on on week eighteen, and it, that we've got um, the Chiefs playing first on Saturday night, so they could potentially put pressure on um, the Titans. Well, that, I think for, they will for Sunday. Assuming they will. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but what I mean is, usually in this scenario, in in most other sports, where there are implications for other teams everybody kind of plays at the same time
1: um generally they try and it's it's a bit weird this because they they try and do that that's why they don't announce a schedule until week seven the week before is done um i don't think i don't think it really gives them a disadvantage it
0: it it doesn't give them an advantage but you know the titans will know what they have to do which you know, they, but they know what they have to do anyway. Is win. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I mean, there's, even if control. even if they if the Chiefs lost and the Titans lost, then but, the Bengals or Pats could still pit them. So they they yeah. they've got they've got to go. They've got to win and anyway. Then,
0: and then and then there's another. The other game is is the um, Dallas Philly game, isn't it? Which has potential seeding implications for Arizona and the Rams. You know, all it's all potential. But these guys have the, is it, the question is, is it an advantage to play first, get it out of the way, and then sit back and watch everyone else, hopefully having won? So, you know, it's already in the bag. Or or would it be better to know, you know, you're going to have to win anyway, regardless of what, what Dallas do?
2: I think I'd always want to be playing the second game knowing okay we are that we have to win this one we have to win this one to get in um i think that was that was one of the discussions for the niners is we've we've had games uh, the, the schedule shifted slightly to make it so that the niners and the saints both play at the same time so there's not a you know there's not a scenario where the, the saints play first and then because the, they'd normally play in that 6 p.m time slot um, so their game. Yeah, they, that final the 9, week, any,
1: any team can play in that late window, and they do. Yeah. yeah, they do that for that reason.
2: And I think I would absolutely rather go into the Niners Rams game knowing that the Saints had already lost if they had.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, that that's why they're playing at the same time. I think uh, Russ's example with the Chiefs. I think there's, there are too many scenarios there in the in the AFC um, that I don't think it matters that much um, and they'll probably win anyway you would expect them to yeah. ah, it's it's going to be chaos and fun as usual um, we haven't had Saturday games in the final week before I don't think or generally not but that's a, a little a little weird bonus um, shall we preview them uh, at the risk of ignoring anybody we've got 16 games that, that we can preview
2: I've got I've got one little fun moment before we jump into previews of that all right Adam uh, which was uh, the Green Bay Vikings game late in the game there was a massive hit on I think Conklin as he he caught the ball and as he sort of made a football move a defender hit him like helmet on ball and popped it loose it came straight up uh to the center who was about I don't know eight 10 yards behind the where the play was who caught it and then rumbled for about 20 odd yards for a first down it was magnificent he had just had players draped all over him trying not to trying to bring him down it's just just I love those big man plays sometimes and it was a really great catch as well proper shoestring. Was Just he eligible? The did it count? It, it didn't matter because it was a fumble at that point. Oh, I
1: see, oh, okay, so it wasn't a ricochet. I managed. I did watch. I that game, but I think I must have zoned out by that point because it was <laughs> the rest of it was, yeah, absolutely pointless and terrible.
3: It's yeah, worth good job, by
1: Bradbury.
2: I enjoyed it. <laughs>
3: so you Thanks. must have enjoyed the uh, Detroit Lions O lineman touchdown catch as well, Rich.
2: Always, always enjoy a big man touchdown. I especially you what, after they
1: have thrown the... to another one unsuccessfully before yes. that <laughs>
2: was,
0: was the T.Y. The Hilton should have been intercepted then wasn't intercepted and popped up and it just looped to him in the end zone and he just kind of stood there and went oh thanks, thanks. that was, and was his only... best throw of the year yeah and that was his only reception
1: of the day he was 1-3 and three for like 43
0: <laughs> yards and a touchdown
1: I remember uh, Mariota throwing a a, par- a touchdown like that to Delaney Walker a few years back which is just against the Saints um, if you're randomly listening and want to look for it on YouTube it's un- unbelievable, one of the worst throws you'll ever see, massive ricochet Delaney Walker ends up in his hands running 30 yards for a touchdown fantastic uh-huh. um, I digress, this podcast is going to be incredibly long, we need to preview <laughs> some games let's start with the aforementioned Kansas City at Denver
2: in here will be in vain for the chiefs who aren't getting their usual bye
1: week <laughs> probably who knows dallas at philadelphia
0: dallas go to philly with the hope of clinching a home playoff berth
3: green bay at detroit with the number one spot clinch does that make it kurt benker season <laughs> indianapolis at jacksonville
1: i've Mentioned this already, but the Colts haven't won a game in Jacksonville since 2014, a streak that's surely, but hopefully not, coming to an end. Tennessee at Houston.
3: There are a few teams you'd pick to play ahead of Houston if you needed to win a game to clinch the number one seed, and it's just my bastard luck that I support one of them. <laughs> Washington at New York Giants.
2: I'm actually surprised this isn't in prime time.
1: Ha! Oh god. Chicago at Minnesota, literally nothing riding on this game, except uh, literally nothing. Pittsburgh at Baltimore.
0: Two teams with the faintest of
1: playoff hopes, which neither will reach the playoffs. Cincinnati at Cleveland.
2: A Cincinnati win would set the Bengals nicely up to take momentum into the playoffs.
3: Uh, San Francisco at LA Rams. Come on, the Niners. Do it for the cards. Do it for the rest of us NFL fans and ruin it for those Los Galacticos wankers. Wow. Carolina at Tampa Bay.
0: The only thing I can really say
1: about this is I hope that Cam Newton rushes for a touchdown. (laughs) Seattle at Arizona. It's at this point I realised I didn't finish writing my one-sentence previews. Um, whatever. Come on, cards. Actually, d- do you know what? This would be just the sort of game for Seattle to go in and ruin it for them. Although they're still in the playoffs, so this, really this is This is Russ one versus Russ three. <laughs> <laughs>
3: is it only New three?
1: D- definitely more. <laughs> New Orleans at Atlanta. Come on, Atlanta. <laughs> New England at Miami. This is 100% the Dolphins win. <laughs> New York Jets at Buffalo.
0: Right, Buffalo. Please give us what everybody wants, which is a Buffalo
1: New England wild card round. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. happening. It's definitely happening. And finally, LA Chargers at Las Vegas.
3: We literally already did this entire thing five minutes ago. Yeah, you're <laughs> right.
1: Fine. Right. Um, let's move on. Any
3: other business? And I mean, we've,
1: we've gone on an incredible amount of time about football related stuff. Um, so let's keep it relatively short on the non-football-related stuff. Who am I kidding? I have no control over this. Um, other than to say, I don't really have anything to mention this week. Um, a couple of you did that last week, so my turn. I'm just too lazy. <laughs> Russ, you haven't been here for a while. No, um, I'll tell you what. Mine's really short.
0: First day back but, at work today. Enough about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. for, for
0: banter. Adam did a banter.
1: Oh, did you hear um, Kevin Harlan? With the, um, oh, one of the... Um, the best just uh, he was calling a punt <laughs> and it's just um uh, oh sure yeah oh i'm, I'm i i can i'm
3: giving a minute give me a minute i'll oh, find it carry on ross
1: he's fucked it isn't
3: he? if yeah. it helps you i posted it into our whatsapp group yeah thank you um no so
0: first day back at work today after the bank holiday um i was in work a bit last week but at what point of today, did you think I got sick of people wishing me a happy new year? How many conference calls and phone calls and every time <laughs> I picked up the phone to somebody new, they said to me, oh, happy new year. At what point do we just stop? Right. I'm not interested. I don't care. Right. It just... how, how long into this week? Will people, and next week, how long long will it be until people stop? Does it just become, okay, we don't need to do that anymore?
2: I've just set myself a reminder to wish you Happy New Year on the podcast next week, Russ.
0: But, but like, if you're at work, when you go back to work, do you just do it once when you see people? But then you see new people. So is it just one day? Is it one week? And I'm just like, I've stopped doing it now. I just refuse. If people say Happy New Year, I go, yeah, and you?
2: I, that's, I tend to just do the reciprocal thing. So if someone wishes me Happy New Year, I'll wish it back to them, but I'm not going to do that but with every it, single person. Uh, it's I worse, by worse by four than o'clock. an email.
1: Yeah,
0: the, emails
2: are worse. It,
0: HMY, it, it... fuck
2: off, mate. Oh, yeah, that can fuck off.
0: And I, It it got to four o'clock, mate. I went on my last conference call at four, four o'clock, and I was genuinely angry <laughs> when people came on. People were dropping on and going, oh, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. I just wanted to scream, fuck off. Just so, I was just really
3: angry about it. Uh, it's been a good edition of Grumpy Old Bastards Corner. I like it. Yeah.
1: It 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 just in an in an email replaces. I hope you are well for a bit, doesn't it? And then I hope you are well. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, I could good give morning, a shit you're well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um,
1: by the way, the Kevin Harlan quote. Thanks, Pat. On the Dolphins' first punt, low, wobbly, and short. That's no way to go through life there you go Talk, talking about proper commentators he's he's getting on in years is kevin harlan um it's it's like henry blofeld used to be uh, towards the end he just ma- he, he makes a few mistakes here and there but you kind of forgive him <laughs> because of everything else he brings um yeah, there's there's my any other business um
3: Pat. Well, I only had one to start with, but I have two now because Stephen has just re-signed Michael Bostwick, so I'm super excited about Saturday's game. It's going to be good stuff. Um, The other thing I saw in my new year, well, started my new year. Happy New Year. Thank you, yeah. Um, A half-awake failure of making breakfast. So a lesson I learned is don't microwave oats without putting the milk on first. That makes a real mess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Doesn't sound very like pleasant. Mm, it was like... much I more journey and unpleasant
2: don't Yeah, it was grim. Real grim. I am genuinely impressed that Russ didn't just hang up on the call. <laughs>
1: couldn't could get there quick enough.
2: <laughs>
1: come on, Rich. End this podcast.
2: Um I have what one thing that's annoyed me over the last day or so, which is um the whole Prince Andrew court case in new york that's going on at the moment with um virginia i can't pronounce her surname jufra something like that anyway apparently she'd signed a deal half a million dollar deal with epstein and basically part of the deal was that she wouldn't sue anyone else that was involved with the whole thing blah 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 and rather than prince andrew's lawyers coming out and saying well he didn't do it we defend him on the basis that he didn't do it. They're saying, he's innocent. <laughs> yeah, he's innocent. They've come out and said, well, this deal Im- includes Prince Andrew, so she can't sue him. It's like <laughs> fuck off. That's the worst possible defence. Surely you'd lean on he's fucking innocent. But this just suggests I mean, that actually he, he's not.
0: If he was, if he was innocent, then maybe they they could lean on he was innocent.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> right. But it just yeah. fucked me off.
0: Maybe like, if he's not. In rapey old entitled bastard, then you know, it wouldn't be so bad.
2: Yeah, I, I hope
1: everything that... we've said in conjecture on this podcast is allegedly disclaimer, <laughs> don't come after us.
2: Uh, sue me. I, I'm pretty sure there are other more broadly listened to uh podcasts and radio shows that have said no, no, and then we have. <laughs> yeah. have they called him a rapey old bastard. <laughs> i don't know whether they have
1: i, I imagine <laughs> talk radio have <laughs> i imagine <laughs> nick, i would it. imagine
0: nick ferrari has
2: somewhere. <laughs> yeah that guy can james,
0: james o'brien's probably talked for about 17 minutes around him being a rapey old bastard <laughs> without saying those exact words
1: <laughs> uh, so, sorry rich uh
2: no, that's Not it. Sure. That's all I've got. I didn't want, oh. to, didn't want to do a long one on that one. It was more just a fuck me off that that was the immediate go-to on there. And yeah, if he did it, then I hope he goes down for a very long time. Fuck that guy.
1: Hmm. Right. There we go. Another well, final kind of regular season podcast, I guess. We'll be back next week to pick some bones out of that and look forward to some playoffs. How about that?
2: Yeah, maybe. Whoop. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Nah, um, it won't be rich. Sorry about that. <laughs> I hope we don't have a Titans game to preview, preview that. And happy you <laughs> Year, everybody. <laughs>
2: I'll oh, that happened. <laughs> he looked furious as well as he left, absolutely fuming. Incredible.